Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To all old and new subscribers, you're very welcome. Please adjust your settings by looking up there or down at the bottom until you see a little cog and then click advanced or higher quality so that you have a good clear picture to work with. You can pause the video and look down in the description box below to find out what this particular video is about. You can also get all the information that you need for the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy blog. The URL is below. I always advise that after watching each video, you just go down there and click either the main link or related links that I sometimes leave so that you can go back to the blog and read the prophetic words for yourself. I am currently in the Sin series. The Sin series is basically what God transitioned me to after I finished the America series a few weeks ago. And in the Sin series, we're going to be looking at habits, mindsets, lifestyles, direct actions, or omissions that count as sin. Now, as I'm going through this series, I've already given a verbal disclaimer that these things are graphic. And the only reason I'm doing that is because you can, you never know who's coming to the channel, who's new or who's sensitive. But at the same time, I am, I am going to put for, forward exactly what the Lord said to me, meaning that I will not hold anything back. I'm not going to tone anything down. In fact, um, as it stands, one of the most graphic prophecies on the master's voice End times prophecy blog and channel is uh, the, the post entitled Blood to Drink. That is a very graphic prophecy. And I must say the experience of it shook me, not only because of how the Lord came, the Lord came in a very strong, in a very um, powerful, and uh, I would say frightening way. The way I experienced the Lord that, that night really brought upon me what is known as the fear of the Lord. But also what the Lord showed me was what I always refer to as the underbelly of America. Part of the reason that sin has taken a grip and a hold of the nations, but especially this nation, is because we are not taught what sin is anymore. This is a part of prophetic teaching. This is a part of Christian teaching that is sorely lacking in the body of Christ today. And the main reason for that is we've become more sensitive about the feelings and emotions of people than we are about the souls of people. That's right. We care more about whether people feel comfortable and whether our conversation as ministers of God is PC enough more than we care about are we telling people what the Bible says that sin is? Are we laying it out for them? Are we teaching them what the cost of sin is? Are we teaching them how detrimental sin is to the whole corpus, the whole body, the whole mind, the whole soul, and the whole spirit? Are we telling people that sin not only disempowers them in that it makes them weaker than the spiritual forces, the evil, the evil kingdom, and Satan himself out there, they become weaker than the enemy and they're not able to break off or defend against the attacks of Satan. But are we also telling them how stripped and naked they become in the face of God? Are we telling them that the presence of God actually withdraws from the sinner? Or are we building up a narrative today in church that tells people 
sorry, reckless love guy, that there's no door that he won't kick down and no mountain that he won't climb to get you because Jesus is the one who leaves He's the, he's, the, he's the shepherd who leaves the 99 to go after the one. While the Lord is that, the Lord is not unidirectionally that. He is not only that. He is a God who expects holiness from his people. He says, walk before me and be blameless. Walk thou before me and be perfect. Now, many people would argue, oh, but we can't be perfect. Oh, no, perfection is too high a standard. And yet, the Lord did not stutter, nor was he confused when he laid out the words of scripture. If it is written, walk before me and be perfect, the first thing you need to do as a Christian learning God's word is understand that God does not request of us what he has not already empowered us to do and what he has not already given us the tools to do. So if God says, walk before me, my child, my son or my daughter, and be perfect, that means that God knows he has given us the power of his name. He has given us the power of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. He has given us the nearness of the Holy Spirit, who is a constant friend and father to us. He has also given us the whole of his mind, what I call the whole counsel of God, the word of God, that we are expected to study, to learn and then to actively seek God for understanding. How do I walk in this God? How do I allow this word to enter into me, empower me and change me so that I avoid sin, but take use of the tools that you have given me and begin to strongly exercise my Christian faith. So right now, the sin series is looking at the things that displease God. And the only reason that this channel, the master's voice is here is because the Lord God has given me a very heavy collective weight of prophecy. Right now, there are about 310 prophetic words on the master's voice prophecy blog, and all of them are heavy. All of them are distressing. All of them are talking about a time when the United States in particular will be visited with very heavy, powerful prophetic judgments of the Lord God. And what is the reason for that? The reason for that is because America has been walking in sin for decades, years and years and years before the Lord ever began to speak to me about the things that have angered him, taxed and totally ruined his patience with this nation. And so the message that I celestial am bringing on this channel is not something that will change in the foreseeable future. The Lord has said that on, on this channel and to me that his judgment against the United States is set. The Lord has said that his judgment is set against America because America is mystery Babylon. It's interesting to me, no matter how many times I read the direct prophetic words of the Lord, people will always come and say, did God really tell you that this is mystery Babylon? And personally, I put that down to this. People's hearts, for the most part, have become hardened in that they do not want to hear any new information that is contrary to the information they previously had or they've been walking in for a while. Secondly, instead of taking the word to God, praying over it and testing it as we are supposed to test prophecy, not by our mind and by our hearts, but by the scripture itself, 
through the Holy Spirit, inquiring of the Lord, Father, grant me the discernment that I may know whether these things be true. People hear the word of the Lord and dismiss it because they have preconceived ideas of who Mystery Babylon is. I'm not going to belabor the point because if God did not say at least 25 times in 25 different prophecies that I've been covering since the year 2020, that the United States is Mystery Babylon. He says that there is no more mystery anymore. There's no need for me to keep covering old ground. That's why the channel is here. You can simply go back to the old videos. Those of you that are wise and want to get the most out of the channel, I recommend that you go back to old videos and begin to watch from the very first one right through. And you will build a very complete and comprehensive picture of what God is saying. And so in the Sin series, I am reading out simply the indictments, which means the accusations and the charges that the Lord God is bringing against the United States and also against individuals and other nations of the world. God is not pleased with the lifestyle that many of us are living today. He is hardly pleased with the lifestyle that any are living today. Many people do not practice repentance today. Many people do not even feel that they need to repent. There's this belief that if you repented in 1982 or you repented in 1997, or even if you repented last week at a concert or a conference or in a church, if your church is still open wherever you are in the world, you don't need to walk in repentance. People don't see the need to repent. In fact, as someone doing this work for the Lord, one thing that I encounter the most is people getting offended whenever sin is mentioned. People get very angry and upset whenever sin enters the conversation. When you talk about sin and the need to repent, the demonic strongholds and also the spirit of offense that is working in the hearts of many people today, even Christians, acts as a block against hearing sin. And yet I always say on the blog that sin is as fundamental to the gospel message as salvation is. There is no need to talk about salvation, celebrate salvation, or praise God for salvation. Because if you don't bring sin into the picture, what are you being saved from? What are you being pro protected from? What are we always talking about grace for? The grace, grace, grace. What is this grace? The grace is the empowerment that comes from the Lord God to us, his people, to overcome the equally strong and equally powerful effects of sin. So if you leave sin out, the gospel becomes one-sided and kind of weird because all this stuff that we're singing about, all this stuff that we're talking about, well, where does it come from? What are we protected from? Jesus is the reckless love God and he's leaving the 99 to get the one. But where is the one headed? Let's ask these questions. The one is headed in rebellion. The one is headed in hard-headedness. The one is headed in, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to follow the rules of salvation. I want to be the one doing what the one wants to do. That is sin. That is the literal depiction of sin. Anything that enters the life or connects to the life of a believer that takes them away from the close walk the narrow path and obedience to the whole of God's law. And so 
I'm doing a series that is entitled Profanity of Profanities. I received multiple visions in a single day. I already explained how I saw them, which was sort of like glass TV screens stacked one upon another. And I could simply look through and see all the different montages happening. And the Lord would draw my attention to whichever one he wanted me to focus on. And then I wrote all of them down. So all these visions that I'm covering in the Sin series right now, at the beginning, June the 12th, 2019 was when I received them. This is part five and it's called Ministers of the Five. The banner scripture is this, and he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers to perfect, which means to completely make ready to do a total work within, to perfect the sins, the saints for the work of ministry, to edify them, which means to strengthen and build them up, the body of Christ, until we all come to a unified faith in God and to the knowledge of his Son, unto the full measure and stature of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. And so this part of the prophecy and the visions that God was showing me are related to the fivefold ministry, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are people that God has drawn out, so to speak, from the larger body of Christ, and he has peculiarly and particularly gifted and anointed them so that they will be able to teach his saints, lead his saints, cover his saints, and also strengthen them in their faith as they prepare for the one big event that we are all waiting for, which is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that there's a lot of people who simply go up to rapture theory and stop there. That's all they care about. Jesus, come and save me. Jesus, take me out of this painful world. But actually the most important thing that Christians are looking to, the blessed hope, is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior to judge evil once and for all and to bring about a new heaven and a new earth that we can live in without sorrow or pain. So the Lord said this, Son of man, say to the shepherds of these churches, I have this against you in that you know the truth which you did not buy. Freely it was given to you and freely you did receive, but you do not teach my body. Their sores are not healed. Their wounds are stinking because you now teach the opinions and traditions of men as truth and then claim it comes from me. To the ministers of the five, why are my people filthy and why are they so profane? Why don't they know me and why do they keep bringing me offerings as if that is what I asked from their hands? Did I not say that a broken and a contrite heart is more pleasing to me? Why are they so ignorant? They wear a path to your door one year, two years, four years, seven months, eight months, nine months, 12. They sit in the holy place and yet they completely remain unchanged. They are unchallenged. They are ignorant and they are altogether profane. These people are not holy, but they claim to be serving a holy God to the fivefold ministry. What is the meaning of this? And so this is, this is what the Lord was asking, and I wrote it down. 
And then the first vision that I saw was, I saw a house that was in the middle of the woods. So it wasn't really a house. It was much more fancy and well-built, a sturdily well-built building that, that almost had, I would say, mansion proportions. And it was set in the middle of a forest. And I saw that it had a very well-worn, a beaten path to the door. And I saw people coming and they were carrying baskets and some of them were leading sheep and some of them were leading cattle and they were bringing baskets of fruit and baskets of grapes and things like that. And they had a very, um, a very joyful demeanor. They were happy and they were in camaraderie and they were just in fellowship with one another. And they all came up to the house as was their custom. So they regularly came to this house, which was a house of worship. And they went in there to sing their songs and to offer offerings to the owners of the house and, of course, to the God who lives inside. But I saw standing off to one side the Lord Jesus standing under the trees. And he was leaning against the trees and he was looking at them with this very expression just like this. His arms were folded and he distanced himself from the scene. And he seemed amused as he was watching these people go up to the steps of this church and shut the door. And in a very short time, a very loud sound of singing burst forth from this place. But when the music started, the Lord Jesus did not enter into that church with those people. He turned in the opposite direction and linked his hands behind his back and he walked away. So the Lord was showing me that in many of the houses of worship where people gather out of habit, they gather and they genuinely think that the things they preach, the things they practice, and the things they collectively believe in there, please God, but they do not. The Lord is not a part of those houses. They are empty. And when the house of God is empty, I have to caution you. It means that another God will come in, another spirit bringing many different other false and unclean spirits enter the house and the people become taught and discipled by those false spirits. They become taught and disciples and followers of, which means they are molded into the image of, not the true God, because the true God is not being taught from their pulpit. It's a mixture of lies. It's a mixture of modern day beliefs. It's a mixture of the current culture, which we know changes from moment to moment and season to season. It's a mixture of very deliberate satanic truths and satanic molds that have entered and infiltrated many of today's churches. And so these people are not being shaped into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, which the Bible says is a work that God will work on his true bride until the day of Christ's appearance. They are being shaped into the image of whatever's trendy. They are being shaped into seeker sensitive love, which is don't hurt the feelings of the people and don't make people uncomfortable by speaking too much on topics that polarize the church or that separate people and then they won't come back. But God is saying that he does not have any part in teaching and discipleship like that and he will walk away. And so the Lord said, fivefold ministry, you are disappointing me. The diamonds among you are rare and as hard to find as pearls in the depths of the sea. I ordained you, appointed you, and called you to be mine. I fed you with the secret manna, which is divine understanding, wisdom, and knowledge. I did this not to make you proud, but to teach my people of the same secrets I gave you. Freely you received, freely gave, I said. 
Yet the people I see before me in these latter days are clueless, spiritually reckless, and not at all prepared to meet their God. I am coming in flames, for so it is written. Even so, the whole earth waits and, and is reserved for destruction by fire. The Lord says that fire is me. I am coming in thunder and lightning. I am coming in storms and floods. I am coming in wars and a fiery flame. I am coming in the judgments of arrows that will fall upon the cities and the savage wild beasts under my command who will attack mankind in the times of the end. I am coming with heat under my feet, yet the people are naked and adulterous. They do not know the true nature of the God they serve. And this is a very strong caution to us. I say it all the time on the blog that Santa Jesus is who is taught in our churches today. Santa Jesus is an amalgam of so-called real Jesus mixed in with many false beliefs that many people are taught and have picked up along the way, I would say along the rabbit trail that eventually led them to a church. Santa Jesus is not offended by sin in the believer's life. Instead, he will tell them, I know your heart. He's never angry and he does not correct. He has no interest in purifying the saint with fire, the refiner's fire that the Bible talks about. Instead, he just wants to love on them and make sure that they're comfortable and that they know all the lyrics to the songs from the big churches. However, we will find that the Lord who comes will come in thunder and lightning, as Matthew 24 says, the lightning will flash from one end of heaven to the other. And that is how we will know the Lord is coming. He said that he will come in storms and floods, in wars and a fiery flame. Yet when you say, as I say on this channel, there are several prophecies on the master's voice that say that America will fall first into heat and dissension, meaning that her people will begin to bicker and then to fight and then to really hate each other. And all of that will foment into civil war. The Lord has said that there will be civil war in this nation. Brother will pick up arms against brother and it will be as bad as or even worse than the first civil war. America will tear herself apart. She will no longer be able to get along. And after all these things have happened, the Lord says that the nation will be so weak that she will be primed for invasions by the twin horns of Russia and China. When I say these things, people do not believe these things. They think that this channel is a place where I share my personal opinions or my personal beliefs or conjecture and nothing could be further from the truth. I've shared that on this channel, I do not want the focus to be on me, but on what is on this tablet. These are the direct words that I receive from the Lord. And yet sometimes I will read the prophecy back. And then later when I come to curate the comments, I will find people telling me that the prophecy I read out is wrong because it's my own opinion. But here's the real understanding, young lady, so that you know what the real thing in the Bible that you misunderstood was. All I can say is the Lord has said, 
that his word will be fulfilled by him. He mentions here arrows falling on the cities. There is a prophecy on the master's voice called arrows, and that is nothing but another word for missiles, whether ballistic or nuclear. I have seen this country hit with so many that as I was standing in the vision and I looked up at the sky, it literally looked like the stars were falling. The sky was filled with missiles coming on where I live in New York City from end to end. And I could not believe two things, that there could be that many missiles in the sky at one time and that some country out there or countries had that many to fire on the cities of the United States at one time. So the Lord is saying here, I will not read everything for the sake of length, but the Lord is saying here that the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, and the evangelist were created to speak the true word of God. And yet they are holding back. In the Bible, it says, lift up your voice, cry aloud, spare not, which means don't hold back. Do not water down the truth of God's word so that it's seeker sensitive. What does that mean? Many people are holding back from speaking on the true and hot topics of today because they want to present a certain image of their ministry or a certain image of their church. They don't want people to hear about the things that everyone is arguing about on Instagram or arguing about on CNN. And that might cause their attendance to drop. That might cause less likes on Facebook or YouTube. And so pastors have become people that navigate carefully around things that upset people, things that people feel, well, this is part of an individual's private life. So no one has the right to talk about it. I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ shared blood on the cross the father god created this world and collectively with the holy spirit the three of them have the right to talk about the sun the moon the stars and everything under them which includes people the lord has the right to use his servants or even to use your friend if that is how he wants to reach you to talk about the individual's life. Because if the individual's life is not only talked about, but not closely examined and curated, which means to work on something so that you take away what is undesirable and you are only left with what is good. If, the, if our lives are not examined, talked about and curated, we will find ourselves ending up at the wrong address when we die and it won't be heaven. And so the Lord showed me a second vision. And in that vision, I saw a scene of warfare. I saw a tall city wall that had really been badly hit over time with enemy fire. I saw that there were particular people that God had selected out of a crowd of people to stand on the wall and protect it. These people had distinctive armor. Their names were written on their armor, but also it was sort of ancient writing that was writing different characteristics about them. And those characteristics were what those people were. So they were brave. Um, they were faithful. They were honest. They were honorable. Different words like that were written in different it looked like ancient, some kind of ancient text, but I could read it. When I looked at it, I could understand the words. And so these people had been chosen by God and they had been given armor to defend the city and to stand 
in front at the wall. But there was very, very strong opposition coming not only against these defenders of the wall, but against the people who were behind them in the city. There were so many enemies, and even though it was nighttime, the sky was very bright because it was on fire with arrows that had been shot by Satan's side. And so these arrows were coming down and hitting people. And as I was watching, two things were happening. Among those who were chosen to defend the wall, some started to defect. So some of them had been given buckets to put out fires and some of them were supposed to use their sword to cut down the arrows or cut down ground forces that were trying to enter in through the breaches in the wall. There were very huge gaps and breaches in the wall, but some of them were running away. So they were dropping their weapons, they were dropping their buckets, and they were running back into the city to hide with the people who were also, for the most part, not fighting. They were hiding. And so um, God was showing me that among the fivefold ministry, who these wall defenders were, were two types. Those who were standing on the wall and standing in their place, they were fighting and they were defending the holes in the wall and using their armor effectively. And then there were those who dropped everything and ran back to hide with the people. But because of the action of the second group, which is they were defecting and they were running away, it meant that there were less true ministers available to defend against the very concentrated and powerful onslaught that the enemy, Satan, was bringing. And as a result, there was more and more responsibility and more and more fatigue coming against the ones who did stand and not forget their position. So the Lord said two things before I end. The fivefold ministry is failing in their sworn duty to preach the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a result, the presence of the Lord, his spirit, his true presence is abandoning the houses of worship. People are now playing games in churches. They're giving their tithes. They're smiling and laughing amongst themselves. It's become a place of social interaction, but it is not a place where there is power and presence of Christ. He also says that the pastors and the prophets of the end time are serving up their own opinions instead of teaching people the true gospel. And as a result, the hearts of people are becoming both dull and hardened. And he says that when the seed is scattered on people's hearts, the birds quickly eat them away or it simply shrivels up because their hearts are now dry and stony ground. The second thing the Lord said is that the people of God are starting to burn and are burning with strange lusts and desires that have been shot into their spirits, powerful arrows from Satan that are not being defended against because a lot of people are walking around completely naked in the spirit and a lot of them naked in real life. They are not properly attired and they do not have protection. And as a result, the Lord says that now in the body of Christ, you start to see all sorts of weird and profane ideas, beliefs, practices, and habits. I've shared before that now people are saying it's okay to practice Wicca and you can still be a Christian. You can be a Christian witch. You can be a Christian astrologist. You can be a Christian psychic and everything else. Instead of Christian being a noun that describes what a person is who, who believes in Jesus Christ, Christian has become a tag, 
sort of like a name tag. So you can say, hi, I'm Macy the witch, but then you put the name tag on and you become Macy the Christian witch. Witchcraft is divination. It's a sin that is called rebellion and worthy of death in the text of the Lord's words. And yet, if you put the tag at Christian on it, it becomes a YouTube channel with more than 2 million people following it. It becomes an Instagram channel where people can come and say, good afternoon, brothers and sisters. I'm here to tell you that we are in the year of Aquarius. Leo is rising and Sagittarius is falling and God wants you to know that you are loved. There are so many strange practices and because the people of God are no longer in love with God's word, they are no longer entranced by the truth that Jesus and many other people died to bring us over the centuries. The Bible is no longer seen as enough. The Bible is actually God's true, pure, and holy word packed with so much power to transform not only the mind, the heart, the body, but also the soul. And yet it has fallen in popularity among God's own people. They do not know the word of God. And so it is very easy to mix it with profane practices, profane beliefs. It is very easy for the heart of today's modern believer to be highly suggestible. All you need is one well-written website. And a Christian who spends about two or three hours on that website can come away believing that they are the descendant of Thor, but that was God's original plan for them. People, a lot of people don't even believe that God created Adam and Eve in the garden anymore. It's not enough for them. It doesn't make sense. They want something more exciting, like Anunnaki. I'm Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. To the fivefold ministry, the Lord says, Repent and do the work you used to do before. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5. You can find everything about this ministry in the description box below. Please go back to the blog and always read these prophecies for yourself. And until I see you again, goodbye.